your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Locked On Senators Podcast. Welcome inside episode 541 of the Locked On Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains after the Ottawa Senators made it well worth your while staying up late. They get a shootout win over the Vancouver Canucks. A much more entertaining game than the game before. And Belleville looking to have an entertaining one as they hope to spoil the Marlies playoff hopes. Now the Marlies are out of the playoff picture looking in. So let's hope the Belleville Senators can get it done. All that plus the Ottawa Senators earned win number 1,000 in franchise history. So we're going to look back at some of the most memorable ones from over the past 29 years. This, the Locked On Senators Podcast, your team every day. Thank you for making Locked On Senators your first listen on this Wednesday, April 20th. And Pilsy, revenge is a dish best served cold. Best served on ice, if you ask me. And Adam Gaudet gets his revenge in the biggest of moments. Shootout. Can he get the winner man-on-man with his old tendy, Thatcher Demko? And he's got a couple tricks up his sleeve. And, hey, shout-out assistant coach uh, Davis Payne for tapping Godet and being like, hey, we're this deep in the shootout. Only Batherson's had uh, success so far. Why not toss in a guy with some offensive flair? He doesn't have to worry about anyone out there, just him and the goalie. And he's got a book on Thatcher Demko already, and it ends up paying off. And... You know, I'd say what you want about Adam Gaudet, but I feel good for the kid. Like, that was, he hasn't had a lot of moments to smile about recently. Not a whole lot of offensive production. Doesn't get a lot of ice time. But in the postgame presser with them, he was confident in himself. And he was feeling himself. And I like that. He said, you know what? I, I know I can put the puck in the back of the net. And one-on-one in a situation like that, I like my odds. So, that's pretty sweet, and maybe he'll stick around as a shootout specialist, Ross. <laughs> oh, the Tom Pyatt role. Yes, the Tom Pyatt role. <laughs> um, but that's awesome to see for Adam Goddard. Only played four minutes and 29 <laughs> seconds in the game. Six shifts. None after the 11-minute mark of the second period. It's got to be tough staying engaged in the game when you're sitting at the end of the bench. Basically, the grocery stick in the middle, separating the defense yeah. from the forwards. You're just stuck there, although he wasn't alone. Zach Sanishin played even less than him, only four minutes. On the second half of back-to-back, they had three forwards that played under nine minutes. That just goes to show how much confidence DJ Smith has in his top six and how little he has in the fourth line as well. But a win is a win is a win. Snapping the Vancouver Canucks six-game win streak, they thought they were on the road to a postseason berth with the LA Kings fl- faltering down the standings in the Western Conference. So that's just a nice old sensing that we got to see in Vancouver. Nothing gets me more fired up than when Sens fans on the road, especially in Canada, because there are a good number of sickos in the building. The place still had an audible shriek to it when the Sens scored their goals. And I absolutely love that on TV. Yeah, I mean, the atmosphere just in general 
uh, at the Canucks Arena was absolutely electric. Like that, this is a fan base that knows what's on the line here, and they they haven't seen a whole lot of playoff success, and they're hoping just to get in this season. And without uh, two points, like Ross, that might this might be the dagger in the Canucks season here, and. Aww. That's going to be tough for them because they're kind of in a weird middle area right now with their uh, with their cap space and with their roster lineup. So that's tough if you're a Vancouver Canucks fan. And it's tough for Thatcher Demko. He's got to go into this game at the second period because Halak hurts his hand. And he already played the night before. And apparently from reports is he's feeling under the weather already, not feeling so great. So have to add all that up on and then go to overtime and go to shootout and lose. Whew, tough. Yep. Why isn't overtime more than five minutes, Pilsy? That was so much fun back and forth. I mean, the boring answer is probably uh, TV related, broadcast related. You can't you can't just have uh, broadcast going on forever. There's scheduled things after and and stuff like that. I'm sure there's something in the PA that uh, the players association that maybe doesn't allow it. I don't know, honestly, like, I don't, I don't know the true answer, but my answer is there needs to be more three on three overtime because the shootout it's, it's a gimmick. Like the sends one in the shootout. And I can still say that's a lame way to win a hockey game unless it comes down to it. And it's just not ending in overtime. Then you go to the shootout, but Five minutes, we could have used more of that because that was a back and forth uh, overtime that time. Well, just like the end of the third period, I think there was a stretch earlier in the game as well, but in the third period, the teams went over 10 minutes without a whistle. Yep. So when you're looking at, we know a lot of people are out on the East Coast. we got some Newfoundland listeners like Dylan fighting Stutzla, who's yep. helping us out with those card giveaways. That's a late night to stay up for Sens hockey. The game starts at 11 o'clock, 11.30 if you're out in Newfoundland. So when you're looking at, uh, a quick third period. Nobody's going to be mad at that, especially when the Senators only had one win when trailing, heading into the third period all season long. And they get one. They got two goals, bang, bang. How did you see the comeback happen? And ultimately, I know they, they give up that that lead for, for a brief moment there, but it was pretty exciting to see them jump out in the third period the way they did. It's those momentum goals, Ross, and Ooh. right off the hop, Parker Kelly, who had a great night, a bunch of shots, a bunch of hits. He gets a goal. And, hey, I want to shout out Eric Branstrom here because I'm convinced that that was not a missed shot. Like, Branstrom purposely sees Kelly in an area where if the puck gets to the slot and it gets on his uh, tape, he can put it in. So he banks it off the boards on purpose there. And it's a perfect play right to Kelly. And you can't get much better than that. And no one on the ice is expecting that. And... Parker Kelly is looking like he's a guy that's uh, going to have a spot for himself on this fourth line next season. And he can have some offense here. Sure, I didn't love the double minor he took in uh, the Early. earlier game in, in Seattle. In Seattle but yeah. he's making up for it with a nice goal here to tie things up. So I love that effort. Yeah, certainly do. Um, only Alex Formanton had more shots on goal than Parker yeah. Kelly Pilsey. So that in itself is pretty impressive. We mentioned on last night's postcast, it is the second most ice time that Parker Kelly has had in a single game in his NHL career. The first one in a game that basically didn't happen, Pilsey. I don't, I can't recall 
the game when they hosted Calgary there on the second half of back-to-back. What I do remember is the night before that game was the last time Philip Gustafson won a damn hockey game. He had lost eight straight games. Pilsy, we know you're high on Gus. What was your impression after, let's be honest, a stinker of a first goal against? First shot, first goal against on the power play. And this is a tough one because... On TV, and if you're not a goalie, this looks bad. And you can just be like, well, what is he doing there? He's lost out there. But the reason he looks so lost is there's a screen in front of him. And he's trying to find a way to look around. And he's looking the right way at first. But then the player shifts over to obstruct his view. So then he has to go all the way to the other side of that player to try to find it. And when he's leaning all the way over there, he's opening up the full net. And JT Miller scores. And then the puck's already in the back of the net by the time Gustafson gets back to the right side. So it's not a great start. It's not a great look. I'm not I'm not justifying what he did, but it looked worse than it really was. But this is the kind of adversity young goalies have to face. And I'm convinced, like, when I saw this on the schedule, I was like, oh, this is obvious. Like, give Gus the game against the Kraken and then Forsberg the game against the Canucks. But DJ Smith, I think, had it, at least this is my impression, that, hey, Let's give Gus the harder game on the second half of the back-to-back. He's going to face more shots up against a better team. Let's see what he can do. And after that, I thought Gus settled in real nicely. Like the other two goals were results of bang-bang plays and quick passes that the Senators' defense just doesn't doesn't handle well and they don't cover the guy in front. So other than that, he played great. He had to make uh, some great saves. He was a stud in the shootout. Like you got to hand it to Gus. For someone that's been struggling at the NHL level for quite some time now this season, that was a big win. He allowed two goals on 10 shots in the first period, but then only one goal on 27 shots in the second, third, and overtime. Pilsy, I didn't realize this. I know it was back and forth overtime. Uh, and I uh, Actually, now that I say that, since remember Brady Kachuk had that tough giveaway. He was trying to find... I think Branstrom who's peeling off for a change. And then the Canucks had possession for like the next two or three minutes. But the Ottawa Senators didn't have a shot on goal in overtime. So they they were kind of hanging on rope-a-dope style. But Gus made some tremendous saves. None better than on Connor Garland in the shootout. That was absolutely fantastic goaltending there from Philip Gustafson. But Ross, in overtime though, they didn't have a shot, but... Holy crap, were they close right at the buzzer. Brady Kachuk battling in front of the net, literally dying seconds. Like, if he would have scored, they would have had to go to replay to see if it counted. And Brady gets a tip on it, and it hits the post. Oh, that would have been an epic ending. And uh, just quite couldn't quite get there. But the hockey gods, they, they work in mysterious ways, and they do that so that Adam Gaudette can get his revenge. So I know that the game went to overtime, but pretty rare. And it does have to do with the fact I mentioned the three players on the fourth line didn't play much. But the Ottawa Senators had four forwards all playing more than 20 minutes in last night's game, including 21-20 for Drake Batherson and 21-26 for Connor Brown. So DJ relying on his top guys and they came through for him in a win 4-3. The final score. I love the fact they snapped the six-game win streak. Everyone was starting to believe. Well, you don't believe anymore, Vancouver fans. You guys are done. Five points out of the playoffs. Four would be manageable uh, behind the LA Kings, but the Ottawa Senators put a big dent in their playoff hopes. For more on this game, including our Send Central standouts, go check out the postcast from last night wherever you get your podcast. We are still awaiting the helmet video. My goodness. 
We need to get to it. We need it. We need it. We need it. Yeah, it's got to be Adam Gaudet. 100%. Uh, Bert just just wrote to us in the the postcast. We were in a bit of a mental pretzel. We thought Formy had the helmet. Forgot that he gave it to Tim Stutzla after the Boston game. We did correct it later on in the postcast. But who will Tim Stutzla give it to? My guess here, and I saw, I I forget, I want to give credit to, I think it was Cody uh, on, on Twitter. But somebody said, they're probably doing like a bigger, you know, the Bell Breakaway videos. Yep. Probably doing one of those because it was also the Senators' 1,000 yes, NHL victory. So on the other side of the break, we're going to get into which of those 1,000 wins are most memorable. We got a lot of great reaction on Twitter at Send Central. And then we'll wrap up the show with a preview of the Belleville Senators. Very, would you call it the game of the year, Pilsy? The biggest game of the year for the Belleville Senators. No, I I already oh, did a game done. of the year up against Rochester, and they won that, and that was huge. But there's three games up against the Marlies here. So depending on how things go, there could be another game of the year coming up. But this one's not quite there, but it's big. Tonight is a big game against a divisional rival in the Toronto Marlies. All right, when you have a big game, you want to make sure your tummy's feeling good throughout the day because you don't want that anx- anxiousness. So Healthy eating is a very important part of that. And that's why today's episode, Pillsy, is brought to you by our friends at HelloFresh. Yep, HelloFresh. And Ross, uh, we should probably get our HelloFresh meals ordered because we're going to be spending a couple days together in Ottawa. So it'd be nice if, hey, we got games to get to. We got uh, meet and greets. We got shirts to deliver. We don't have time to sit down and pick what are we going to have for breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. So... Why not check out HelloFresh? It's America's number one meal kit. They can help us skip a trip to the grocery store and the meals get delivered right to your home. You don't even have to leave the house. HelloFresh delivers all the pre-portioned ingredients to your door. Farm fresh produce that arrives within a week. So you get convenience without skimping out on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store. Save waiting in long lines, ensuring that you don't waste money on excess food. Isn't that the worst when you're like, oh man, I bought way too much lettuce here and I'm not going to eat all this lettuce. Well, HelloFresh makes sure everything is pre-portioned and you're going to get the exact amount you want. Warm yourself up from the inside out with limited time recipes inspired by cozy classics. From around the world, like beef tenderloin and cheese fondue. I love a good fondue. Or miso sesame shrimp and bacon ramen shrimp and bacon. Sign me up. That sounds amazing. So go to HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use code LockedOn16 for up to 16 free meals. That's wild. And they're not done there. You're going to get three free gifts too. They're just giving away stuff. So once again, guys. HelloFresh.com slash LockedOn16 and use promo code LockedOn16 for 16 free meals and three free gifts. Check it out today. HelloFresh.com. It's HelloFresh, America's number one meal kit. All right, Pilsy. So the Ottawa Senators are victorious over the Vancouver Canucks. 4-3, the final score. The Senators will travel to Columbus today and then return to the practice ice tomorrow at 2 p.m. Their next game is on Friday in Columbus before returning home for the second half of a back-to-back against the Montreal Canadiens. And we will be in attendance to that game. And we have a spot planned now for the meet-and-greet beforehand. I don't even like calling it a meet-and-greet. 
we're just two of the guys. We just want to have drinks, have some yeah. fun <laughs> with the people. We're not sitting at a table with our, with our pens out. Hey, would you like us to sign your cap? No guy. This is us shooting. I mean, the we can do the autographs if you want, but that's not the vibe. <laughs> it would be worth a penny for your thoughts, and that would be it. You're not going to get a dime selling it on the black market. I don't care what you think, but I do know that I do enjoy a cold one with people who share likewise interests. So that's why we're meeting up at Stanley's Bar and Grill, and we've finagled a nice little promo for everyone. $5 pints of Molson Canadian and Coors Light plus tax. But $5 pints of Molson Canadian and Ooh. Coors Light. We're going to get there about 2.45 to, and we're going to stay about 6 o'clock. And the best part of the the, the uh, location we chose is Pilsy. It'll be as close to having a downtown arena as possible from the sense mm-hmm. that we're going to be able to walk to the arena from Stanley. So I don't know. It'll be the pilgrimage we spoke about with uh, with Kale getting up, but it will be nice to, to have it. Hopefully some spring temperatures as well and be able to walk over to the arena for a great hockey game between the Montreal Canadiens and Ottawa Senators. So join us at Stanley's Bar and Grill between 3 and 6 o'clock this upcoming Saturday. Of course, Laleem's Martian is going to be there. We're working. We're confirmation that Mendez will stop by. We're going to have some fun, have some drinks, and get fired up for a Senators-Habs game at the CTC. The final Saturday night game of the season, Pilsy. That in itself is something to have a drink about. And even if you don't have a drink, come hang out. Have a Diet Coke. Uh, a shoot the breeze with us. Have a laugh. That's the, the key part. It's going to be all good vibes here for the Ottawa Senators and the Send Central crew. We got to the home opener, but Pillsy, this will be our second game together this season in Ottawa. Of course, we hit the preseason opener as well and Belleville's opener in Laval as well. So, okay, a little... Uh, a little aside, but if you haven't gotten your tickets to the game yet, you can get discounted tickets on our link tree, which you can find on our Instagram, LockedOn.Senators, and on Twitter, at Pilsy, unbelievable how much traction our section has gotten. So hopefully yeah. there's not a whole lot of bleu, blanc et rouge in our section. Yeah, hopefully not too much, but I'm, I'm not too worried about that. And, and Ross, how about... How about the discounts all over? We're getting you cheaper tickets to the game, cheaper beers before the game. So whether you whether you want to see us or not, whether you want us signing your ball cap or not, you're saving a couple <laughs> money on sense tickets and beers hanging out. So that's not a bad deal if you ask me. No, not at all. Before we move on, and we do want to get into the best wins in Ottawa Senators history, of course, because the Senators just earned their 1,000th as a franchise. One of my favorite parts, and I mentioned it on the postcast, the Ottawa Senators got four wins in four games in Western Canada this year, and they were all memorable wins. Tied at one going into the third against Winnipeg. I had boots on the ground. Four, Four goals in the third period. Yeah, Kyle Connor got one, actually won a bet for me, which was great. Shout out bet online. But that's a great win. Connor Brown, a goal and an assist after breaking his jaw in warm-ups. They win in Calgary, 4-1. The other only win after trailing after two periods. They erase a two-goal deficit against the Edmonton Oilers, who at that point, everyone was worried of whether they were going to make the playoffs. All-time sensing there. There was some the, – the pissy comment from Leon Dreisaitl was out of that game. Like, the Ottawa Senators – a complete sensing there. And then you get another one last night in Vancouver. But I mentioned the fans that are at these games. So amazing photo here 
of Adam Gaudet winning the shootout over Thatcher Demko. Check out the faces in the background, Pilsy. <laughs> Look at the disappointment on the faces of all these Vancouver Canucks fans. There's the guy in the middle in the white jersey. I believe it's an Alex Edler jersey who's looking down. He's like, oh, no, oh, no. But Pilsy, my favorite dude, we got to find this guy. If this dude is listening to the show, we need him as our next Send Central citizen. Look at that. <laughs> Isn't That's that all awesome. time? Oh yeah, he's fired up right there. Woo! Look at look at that yeah. Sens hat beside him. There's like flames on that wow. one. Wow! Like logo. That's That's a weird one. Yeah. Stay hot. Stay hot. Stay hot. There was also a, a hilarious one of, of Buddy doing the double birds up to the rest of his section. Hopefully, it was warranted. But that look that guy looked like he'd had a couple Coors Lights before the game, but probably paid more than five dollars, which you don't have to do this Saturday at Stanley's bar and grill but pilsy let's get into the best of the 1000 lots to choose from especially during those beefy years where the senders were winning 50 plus games every single season what is your when i tell you ottawa senators regular season wins what is the first one that comes to mind i mean this is definitely recency bias and it is not during ottawa's beefy years ross it was very recent and it was on a family day that we all remember it was 5-1 up against the Toronto Maple Leafs. Like, not a, like everything just worked out so perfectly in that game. Not only is it a game on a holiday, so all like everybody's off, everybody's watching. It's the Battle of Ontario. It's a big game. It's the Leafs. They're up 5-1. Leafs fans are doing their entitled uh, bit, their, their sketch that they always do. Oh, of course, we're up 5-1. We're going to kill the Sens. Sens suck. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Maybe wait till the game's over to get excited, Leafs fans. We've seen you blow countless leads. Now, I wasn't so sure they were going to blow a 5-1 lead because who in the world blows a 5-1 lead? But the Leafs did. And Evgeny Dadnov gets the game winner in overtime. And we get that iconic picture of Sens players literally so excited that they're falling off the bench. They're not jumping off the bench. They're not getting off the bench. No, Bills, they, they, no, they dove. They dove. Yeah. Disrespectful. It was embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Call that a penalty there. Um, oh, I actually have it pulled up. Boom. There you go. But, oh, yeah. Like, just look look at that. That is absolutely amazing. And some some hilarious sense faces in that one. That's for sure. So, it, the, it was 5-1 game for me is the very first thing that pops up. The only thing that would have made it better is if the crowd was full of Maple Leafs fans. Yeah, I did forget that there was no fans in that building. Damn. Yeah, yeah, because that would have been all-time, all-time reaction. But we did get a couple of reactions. You can see over the shoulder of Mike Riley is a peering Joe Thornton. Stay tuned for that name because we've got a little clip of a Boucher interview. Tyler Boucher on Locked On Senators tomorrow with Laleem's Martian. Of course, we had to mix in Martian for this interview. But... He tells a great Joe Thornton story. If you listen to our interview with Brian Boucher, Tyler's dad, he told his version of it. So we're going to play that little clip after the next break, right before we... We got to get Joe on the podcast to tell the story now, Ross. We need all angles here. Yeah, 100%. Do some investigative journalism on that one, eh, Pelzi? Can't believe Joe Thornton's still in the league. Tyler Boucher was six during this story, and now Tyler Boucher has been a first-round NHL draft pick. <laughs> and, and he's still... Crazy. In the league. Uh, but yeah, that, that's a fantastic one, Pilsy. I, I can't argue it at all. Just to be, just to represent for, for the people who listen to this who have been 
in Ottawa and, and watched the Sens since day one, how can you not go with Ro- sorry with Rome is built in a day? The first ever game in Senators franchise history, and they get the win against the team that goes on to win the Stanley Cup. Right? It's the first game in Ottawa in over 60 years at the time, October 8th. Yeah. 1992 there's a really good piece on sportsnet um i believe sorry it's by uh, christina rutherford and dan robson who was a part of the athletic article on uh on eugene melnick a couple weeks ago and it's like a written history with all the players from the team talking about it and they were just such underdogs pilsy they won what 11 games all year so <laughs> yeah, to go like out that. to go out and win the first ever game 10 games, Pilsy. I gave him too much credit. They won 10 <laughs> games that year, and one of them was the first ever game, and it was against the eventual Stanley Cup champion. Yeah. So to me, not only that, but the way they did it, a 5-3 win on home ice with an empty net goal where they were up two goals. They actually scored with under three minutes remaining in the, in the third period to go up. Sylvain Terja puts them up 5-3, to, to three rather, or sorry, Apologies. Puts them up four to three. Why am I having so much trouble with this? One, two. So two, one, three, one, three, two. Sorry. Puts them up four, two. Gets the insurance goal with 209 remaining Pilsy. But then Montreal ties it up with under 30 seconds left. So you're like, okay, it's going down to the finish line. No. Doug Small. Doug Smale. You can tell I was uh, I was born a month before this game. By the way. <laughs> yeah, but come on, Ross. You should remember Otto- this. Ottawa wins it. 5-3 in a in a fantastic uh, game there. Goal scores for the Ottawa Senators. Doug Smale gets two. Neil Brady scores the first goal in Ottawa Senators history. That's That's got to be a trivia answer there. Obviously, Ian Mendez would already know that one, though. And, uh, and then Ken Hammond uh, gets the other one, Sylvain Turgeon, as I already mentioned. But to me, the fact it was against Patrick Waugh, it just made it so, so memorable as well. But if I'm going to go more recently, I'll go to a game that I was at and that I remember. So I don't quite need the same sort of uh, of uh, help from, from hockey reference on that one. But it has to be April 7th, 2015. I was living in Halifax at the time, so I wasn't able to come back for any of the games. But it was Easter long weekend. So I was back, excited to go to one game. And I thought I mushed the Hamburglar. I really did. Sidney Crosby scores 10 seconds into the game. Then they get another one. Then they get another one. Help. Chris Kunitz probably had one of them. But then they chip away. And I said, I turned to my buddy Jared Havelock. I said, if they get one before the end of the second period, they're going to win this game. And sure as shit, Jean-Gabriel Pajot, shorthanded goal on a nothing play, gets one. I said, they're going to do it. And then Mark Stone opens the scoring or in the third period. Early on, so it's a one-goal game. You're feeling good at that point. Hoffman ties it late, and then Mark Stone again. It goes off his skate to his stick. Great celebration. That Actually, that celebration made the graphic that the Ottawa Senators put up to commemorate their 1,000th win. So that one jumps out at me like crazy because of the larger impact that it had on that Hamburglar run. Yeah, no, that was a massive one. Yeah, especially because... The Hamburglar run, like, it was just a given the Sens were going to win every game. And then that one, it was like, wait, is Andrew Hammond not a god? Like, is he just another dude? And uh, they end up pulling away with it and get the big win. Now, next one for me is 
and this is all-time off-the-charts entertainment value, is the Sens and Sabres. When Ray Emery gets in not one, but two fights, and some of the biggest brawls that in, in team history break out. And it was just like that clip of when Ray Emery is done fighting with Marty Baron and he's heading over towards the penalty box. And um, and then Peters gives him a look, and Ray Emery just starts laughing. He's like, Are, we're doing this again? All right, I'll go again. And, like, and then they throw down Ross. I don't even care the score that game. It's not about that. It's about that was like... If you're a hockey fan and if you're a Sens fan and you know Ray Emery, that's classic Razor right there. So oh, for uh, sure. RIP to Razor because he was an absolute beauty and an absolute legend when he was here with Ottawa. Yeah, yeah. And for memorable games, for sure, Pilsy. But when you're looking at a thousand wins, they didn't get one that night. However, <laughs> they did. They did that's get fair. one the next game. And it was the rematch in Ottawa. My favorite part of that game, it was a 6-5 win. Great. Great crowd, electric crowd. One guy had a sign right up against the glass. Yeah. There's a photo where it's Brian McGratton fighting Andrew Peters, as he would, standing up for his boy. McGratton wasn't in the lineup in that game, and Neil had been uh, tossed for his hit on Chris Drury, so nobody could answer the bell for Peters right away. And the sign just said, the Sabres have little Peters. I, I just thought that was absolutely fantastic. Uh, that was a great rivalry, and it continued into the postseason that year. It was their second year straight playing each other. Uh, Robert writes in saying Heatley's 50th goal the second time around. Sens and Bruins in 2007 propelled the Sens to that playoff run. There was uh, the final game of the Hamburglar run. Somebody even posted a clip of Mark Stone stealing the puck. Steal Snipe Selly, yeah. the Mark Stone story. That was absolutely phenomenal there. Andrew writes in Chris Phillips' 800th game against Nashville where he scored two goals and the Senators came back from down three, nothing to win in overtime. Chris Phillips also scored a thousand goals or sorry, <laughs> scored a thousand goals. That'd be sick. <laughs> scored two goals in his thousandth game. So for an offensive defenseman, really, really phenomenal stuff there. And I love the personal anecdotes. Uh, people saying like just a random win in um, like a six, two win over Carolina, but it's just a core memory for them. Uh, so we love seeing all that. Another game that I'll say is November 4th, 2005, because we get all excited when a player gets four goals in a game. It's it's super impressive. And, and people it's are mentioning sick. The, the Pajot playoffs and, and all that. But how about two players scoring four goals in the same game, in a win, Pilsy? Not all players can score four goals in a yes. win. But when you're the <laughs> Ottawa Senators and you have Martin Havlat and Daniel Alfredson, each scoring four goals. And then Danny Heatley got two. So the Senators beat Buffalo that night 10 to four. And three players scored the 10 goals. Like that has to be a historic night as well. Daniel Alfredson with six points in 16 minutes in that game. Wow. Yeah. That's talk about efficiency there. That's those are the good old days, Tam. Yes. Yes. The good old days as well. We got to do 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 Shane getting the goal that sent the Ottawa Senators to the playoffs for the first time ever against then your Buffalo Sabres because Dominic Hasek was in goal for them there. A 0-0 game with less than five minutes left, a must win. And then there's that iconic photo of Wade Redden jumping into Ron Tugnut's yeah. arms right after the win on home ice at the Corral Center. Again, against Buffalo. Feels like all the most memorable games are against Thanks, the Sabres. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, interesting there. Uh, to get the full list of that, you can go to Twitter at Send Central. 
we're, we've already got like almost 50 replies. People are fired up about this topic. And why wouldn't they be? Because the Ottawa Senators, a thousand wins. That's a fantastic milestone. Yeah. When you put that in perspective to 72 playoff wins, like that's a lot of wins, a lot of hockey over the years. And just that graphic they put up to go back to it quickly, Pilsy, like all the great players that have come through Ottawa. Like you see Marion Host in those photos. You see Martin Havlat, Radic Bonk, Zidane Chara. Like it is, it's awesome to see the talent that's come through the nation's capital. And the next wave is here, man. Like yep. you watched Tim Stutz like game in and game out, gets another assist last night. And uh, man, it's going to be fun when that building gets full again for playoffs. Yeah. It's going to be an absolute blast. And uh, here's to the next 1000 Ross. Here's to the next 1000 <laughs> to, to stay energized though. That's a lot of wins, a lot of hockey. You got to grab a Built Bar. Why wouldn't you? Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. And they come in so many amazing flavors as well. They're good for your health. They're good for your wallet. And they're great to feel good. Especially, have you tried the Puffs yet? The Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. We had JM write to us on Twitter. He got the mix box of Built Bar. And we would recommend... The mix box as well. Shout out JM underscore Tremblay 01. He's got his mix box. I see he's got the coconut one right there. He's got the banana cream pie puffs. It's literally a protein infused marshmallow. Go try them for yourself and get them at built.com and use our promo code LOCK15. We've been seeing some other promo codes out there. I've only seen 10%. So go get 15% off your next order at built.com by using our promo code LOCK15. That's LOCKED15. For 15% off your next order at built.com. All right, Pilsy. So great reminiscing of the Ottawa Senators victory years from days past. And one of those, go ahead. Oh, sorry. But speaking of reminiscing, the helmet video is out. No way. Just dropped. Just dropped. We've got it live 1025 central time, 1125. Take us through the video. And I will pull up and get my screenshot. We'll be working real fast. A verbal meme. Jim Carrey typing up on the on the typewriter super fast. That's yeah, me right now. Almighty. Trying to go this. Oh, okay. Go ahead. No spoilers. No spoilers. <laughs> how am I gonna how am I gonna say the video without any spoilers? Um classic classic bike helmet video, Holden leading the charge. He's all fired up, and Timmy gives it to his line mate. My guy, Alex Formanton. I mean, Flash Formanton had a great night, so you can't really blame him there. I, I was really sure the boys were going to go with Gaudet just because uh, just giving him a bone there and he had his moment. But Formanton, that that was probably Formanton's best game all season, and uh, he deserved a big shout-out there, and, and I feel good for Formy there. Hey, uh, he's had the bike helmet a couple times in a recent stretch here, so safety first for Formy. Well, this is a situation where they're just going back and forth. Formanton gave it to Stutzla, who's now giving it back to Formanton. But shout out to Alex Formanton to figure out how to wear the damn thing. So first, if you're watching it on our YouTube right now, I'm pulling up the last time Formy won it. He didn't do the whole No, he didn't do it. Yeah. So this time, boom, there we go with the glasses and all. Alex Flash Formanton. Put him up for a second bike helmet. Pilsy, we should have known that Tim Stutzler would go back to his line mate, though. Yeah. Shouldn't we have? 
Yeah, and, and that's fair. That's that's definitely fair. Like we're not upset for me got it, but no, uh, not my at all. Was on got it. Not at all. But God, that's hilarious. I guess you know you got a bike for a little uh, four four twenty nine in ice time, Pilsy. That's less than a five minute warm up ride on on a bike. So <laughs> <laughs> so that's awesome. Alex Formanton gets the bike helmet and glasses. Timmy goes. I gotta go with my boy for me. So line mate love there. Absolutely love to see it. Pilsy, while we're talking about players that are on the team, let's talk quickly about one that is up and coming before we move on to the Belleville Senators preview today. Tyler Boucher will join Locked On Senators tomorrow. Before I play the clip, do you want to give us your impression on our most recent chat? Because it's been since September that we've had him on. Just an absolute beauty. Like if you guys are not fans of Tyler Boucher, if you're if you're in the camp that oh they picked him too high, blah blah blah. Give it a rest. He's here. He's a senator. He's an absolute beauty. He's a he's a good kid. He gave us a, a lot of time. He had a lot of good answers. And we're fired up to see him in OHL playoff hockey. And he he's ready. Let's just say that. He's ready for playoff hockey. And uh, I think you guys are going to enjoy our chat with special guest at Lemus Martian. So we're going to save all of that content for tomorrow. But if you remember when we had Brian Boucher on, he told a story about Joe Thornton going in and taking a full-out slap shot on Tyler Boucher. I'll retweet the clip at Send Central for those who have missed it, but we had to ask Tyler about that moment. A, a set of Vaughn pads or, or whatnot. Yeah, I had my own Vaughn pads, which I just love them. I'd play street hockey in them and wherever. And, uh, yeah, he, he took me out there and um, whatever. Some of the guys would, you know, when you, you get out there, you're warming up, you're just shooting pucks going around. I'd, I'd be in the net before they get out there and, um, you know, guys would come in, you know, float some muffins at my, at my, uh, my pads, make me feel good. And then yep. <laughs> I just remember, uh, <laughs> Joe Thornton stepping over the, stepping over the blue line, full clap bomb over my <laughs> shoulder. I think it rung off the crossbar. I went to the ceiling. They, everyone was just looking around. I remember just like, Oh my God. Like, and then, um, yeah, my dad was like, he was just in shock. He's like, "What are you? What are you doing?" He's, he's <laughs> yeah. in kindergarten. Yeah, and he was just like, "Oh yeah, he loves it." Like, just yeah. Just Joe just that good. He knows he's not gonna hit you. He's like, "No, I'll just hit the crossbar. Just scare him a little. I, I'm oh, not yeah. gonna miss." Precision accuracy. Yeah. yeah, he knows what he's doing. Great conversation coming tomorrow on Locked On Senators with first round pick Tyler Boucher. Now, he was skating, he told us, with the Belleville Senators for a little bit, rehabbing when he first got to Canada after his time with Boston University. But Pilsy, the Belleville Senators are on an absolute heater after dropping a couple tough games. Four straight wins. They're up against the Toronto Marlies tonight. What are you hoping to see for a successful evening? Domination. Like, do not give the Marlies a sniff of hope because... If they can win this game, then the next two games up against the Marlies aren't as important because the Marlies will be kind of in the rearview mirror. Now we're at a situation where it's looking like Belleville and Rochester may be the play-in match here. And to, to bounce the Marlies out uh, to play spoiler yet again to another Canadian team's playoff hopes would just be an absolute treat. And uh, it's about time the Baby Sens did some sensing, just like their uh, their big brother club. So... That would be absolutely awesome. And Matt Sogard is going to be in net. Good luck to the Marlies. Oh, good luck indeed, man. That's a, that's a tough man to beat right now. 70 saves on 72 shots since the last time he was in goal. I feel like Igor always has 
great games against the Toronto Marlies as well. So if we're doing a quasi locked on player for tonight's game, it's got to be Shark Man because yeah. I feel like he's been a little more quiet the last couple of games. He he did have some offense, but right now it seems like the vets who are getting it done, right? Like Andrew Agazino has been playing pretty well. Or the rookies in Lodine. He's been on fire. Three, ga- or, uh, three points in his last, what, two games? Or maybe even three games. Three, three games. games. He's yeah. got a point in three straight games. So yeah. shout out Lodeen coming in hot. Yeah, love that. Hopefully he gets to continue that. Only four games remaining for Belleville. Three of them against the Toronto Marlies, Pilsy. So safe to say, importance of games are heating up now as we're going to pull up. And yeah, you mentioned it, man. The Toronto Marlies right now are the team that sits outside Mm -hmm. of the playoffs. Like that would be a complete shocker if they're the odd man out. As I like to say, when the music stops, they're the ones left without a chair. Especially with expanded opportunities to get in the playoffs like the Marlies usually are, are a lock so that'd be great just to just to get Toronto out of the picture here because oh I, I think there's a good chance um if Belleville goes up against Rochester like they've had some luck up against them and uh, I think I like their chances apologies if you're watching on YouTube I had just pulled up the standings but I did it through Belleville's website and I guess on on each team's website they haven't updated it yet so Four that it's sorted yeah by points percentage. So I just took a screenshot here of uh, of the AHL ones, and there you go. So Belleville in fourth, not fifth. I knew that looked weird where Laval was ranked lower as well. I knew that they were a lot higher up. But you can see the points percentage is so close between three and six, separated by 1.8%. So that in itself just tells you each of these four games can swing so heavily one way or another. Now, I don't think it's going to make a huge difference, right? The extra four games that some of these teams will play, like Syracuse has six games left, Pilsy. Are you nervous that that's going to help propel them a little bit higher? Well, no, because it's points percentage, right, Ross? So Right, but more opportunities to get points, but I guess that takes more off More opportunities value. to lose percentage, too, because it's, it's different than if it's just points, right? Because if you lose a game, if, if uh, Syracuse loses their next game, they still have 81 points. However, their 0.579 points percentage goes down. So having more games in this situation, it's it's not good or bad. It's it's neutral depending on how things go. So I, I don't mind. Uh, I'm not right, worried Roger. about seeing those. Yeah, <laughs> that's a Roger Lajoie, Roger, Rogerism uh, quote yeah. there. But I'm not Be worried about seeing Don't the, hurry through the rest of it. I'm not uh, worried about the games remaining because it doesn't really matter. And that's the nice thing about points percentage, Ross, is – you are pretty much 100% the uh, the destinies in your hands, right? Like if you look at the Vancouver Canucks, it's out of their hands now. The only way they can make the playoffs if is if other teams lose like every single game. And then hopefully they can win those games. But in this scenario, like it's all up to you. It, it, whether you win or lose, that's what changes your position in the standings here. So Belleville's the master of their own fate. Let's see them get to the playoffs and... That, that bye week would be nice, although, and this is never a good strategy, but selfishly, I kind of want them to be the home team in the in the play-in series to get a couple more playoff home games for the good people in Belleville. <laughs> well, but that's not a good strategy. <laughs> no, not a great strategy. It's coming fast and furious, though, and yes. then there's a week break until the final game of the season. You got to think more or less it'll be sorted out by then, but maybe not because this AHL season yeah, who knows? has been wild. They play Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. They play at home tonight, 
Then mm-hmm. on the road at Syracuse Friday, at Toronto on Sunday, and then one week later on April 30th in Belleville, they'll take on the Toronto Marlies. All right, Pilsy, any last words here? Obviously, the Ottawa Senators played an entertaining game last night. The Senators have also just reassigned Zach Sinitian to Belleville. No surprise there, that coming across the wire live as we're recording this. Well, kind of a surprise, Ross. If they're sending him down, who's who's going in? So which player is is now able to come in? I, I assume they're not going with Mete two and a half minutes at forward. So is maybe uh, the the guy I'm hoping for here is Matthew Joseph. Hopefully Matthew Joseph mm. is ready to come because that's a major difference when he's able to round out that top six. Well, you know who's been practicing forever, but hasn't he hasn't played with the with the team yet. So I think it'd be a little much to ask, but I think I think we're going to see Shane Pinto back before the end of the year. Really? I don't know if it's going to be this game. I'd say probably not. Uh, to quote our, our good leader, Daniel Alfredson, probably not. But that being said, something's got to give. And they yeah. do have a practice day tomorrow, nothing tonight. So do they wait? If they are calling someone else up, let's say they're just like, okay, Sinition ain't it. I don't Fair. know. Like he played 12 minutes total in the two games. Yeah. Uh, but if, if it is like, okay, you had your cup of coffee, like you're not good enough to warrant giving away a draft pick that's, I mean, six and seven is pretty marginal difference. But if that's what their thought process is, maybe they wait until after Belleville's game today, yeah. then make a call up because it doesn't matter, right? They, they they don't need to have an 18th body. They, they have an extra player. So they do technically already have the roster requirements um, to stay through tomorrow. So I don't know. It makes me think if there's not a corresponding roster move right away, that either one of the injured players is coming to meet them in Columbus and they'll be on the ice of practice tomorrow, or after Belleville plays tonight, they'll make the call up for tomorrow. So interesting, though. A little intrigue heading into tomorrow's show, Pilsy. Yeah, definitely. And and it's too bad, Sinition. You know, I was expecting a little bit more from him, but he didn't get a lot of opportunities either. Right. Still looking for his first goal in the Sens franchise. He hasn't scored in Belleville, so hopefully he can go down there and um, kind of pick up on this team's positive momentum and uh, put one in the back of the net for the Sens. Yeah, again, I'd, I'd really want everyone to go check out our Twitter thread, at Send Central. There's so many good replies that are flying in. And shout out to the host of Locked On Ducks, J.D. Hernandez, who's joined us on this show before as good well. Dude. You know which one he brought up? Former Anaheim Duck, Bobby Ryan, his return to nice. Ottawa. That was a yep. fantastic game. The hat trick in his return after all he had been through, that's got to be one mentioned as well. Yeah, definitely. I mean, Bobby Ryan's got a couple hat-trick uh, games that are very memorable in the regular season. So up against the Canucks as well to tie it back there. So definitely some good ones there. And the final honorable mention I'll throw in the ring is Craig Anderson's unbelievable first-star performance against the Edmonton Oilers right yep. after Nicole had been diagnosed with cancer. So I thought that uh, definitely deserves mention as well. But there's plenty of answers coming in. So go have your say. Let us know which one you thought was the most memorable of a thousand wins for the Ottawa Senators. Plenty more wins, and we'll be with you every step of the way. Locked On Senators is free and available wherever you get your podcasts, whether it's on YouTube, Spotify, Apple, Google Play, you name it. Locked On Senators is there for you. Your home of daily Ottawa Senators content Monday through Friday. We've got a fantastic interview coming up with Tyler Boucher tomorrow, and then we're going to head into a busy weekend where we will have boots, on the ground 
I'm so excited, man. I am so finally excited. here. I can't believe it's only days away. Wow. Well, and think about it. The last time we were meant to go see a game together, it all crumbled apart. We were supposed to go to the, the Jets Sens game in January together. We were supposed to go to the Ralph in North Dakota. Yeah. We had our tickets lined up. We were ready, Pilsy, but nothing ready. is getting in the way of this one. I will be on a bird in less than 48 hours. And I get in. You're picking me up at the airport at six o'clock. Seven o'clock sends blue jackets. It's going to be awesome to see. We'll be watching that one from Alta Vista, getting ready for for Saturday's game. So stay tuned for all that and more coming up later this week on Locked On Senators. Uh, Any final words? I think you already mentioned it. We're all set. We're all set. All right. Enjoy the Belleville Senators game tonight, everyone. And we'll be back tomorrow on this show right here. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.